All right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, me. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Good morning. We're here to talk about something, honestly, really important and kind of fun. And kind of difficult to get your hands on. Yeah, because <clears throat> it's a subject that we tend to make much more simplified and straightforward than it really is. I think that's right. The idea of personal spirituality, personal yes. spiritual growth. And more specifically, how does one pursue that personal spirituality? Yeah. I mean, and the, the answer typically, like if you're in Sunday service and you listen to the sermon, it gets to the end and they say, so you need to read your Bible and pray more. These are all true. These are <laughs> true. But is the, I mean, I guess so the question becomes, when we consider how we can grow spiritually in our personal lives, how do we do that? Yes, pray. Yes, read the Bible. But in what ways? What are tips, tricks? What are some things historically? Right. So, yeah. So, biblically, okay. to start out, when we talk about spirituality and we think about New Testament scripture, for example, you've got in 1 mm -hmm. Corinthians 2, 6, and 15, Paul calls some people mature and spiritual people. Okay. Those are people, if you read that section, that really have great respect and even submission to Scripture. Mm. Spiritual people. Okay. On the on the contrary, the natural man, like two fourteen, read mm -hmm. two fourteen there for me. It says the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. All right. So in the context, in contrast with a person who really reveres and submits to divine revelation in <clears throat> scripture, the natural man doesn't see that as really important for his everyday life and is not submissive to it. Mm -hmm. In chapter 3, verse 1, Paul talks to him and says, he uses another word, he says, you're yet carnal mm -hmm. and walking after the manner of men. Um, Galatians 5, you know, Paul says spiritual people walk by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. They produce the fruits of the Spirit. Um, so is this just talking about understanding the words of scripture or is this like seeing spiritual things in the greater world around yeah, them yeah we're moving beyond this in just a minute oh okay romans 8 <clears throat> you have the mind of the spirit if mm -hmm. you're a spiritual person okay and you are led by the spirit romans 8 14 mm -hmm. so those concepts that we just talked about are basically biblical descriptions of spiritual people okay but then how do you get there how do you how do you actually yeah. let that stuff happen how do you be <clears throat> led by how do you discern how do yeah. you yeah so you know the nuts and bolts of it start with conviction um we talk about this as a as a theoretical thing like when the gospel is preached to you, you're convicted mm -hmm. but honestly if you if you seek scripture in the right way you're convicted of its truth and of its personal application to you at every turn. You're okay. repeatedly 
convicted and your thinking is repeatedly changed and you are repeatedly brought to commitments of various kinds and mm. it becomes a process the more you engage with God's word and so spirituality the quest for spirituality in we say you got to read your bible well yes but you have to read your bible in a certain way with a certain attitude to pursue spirituality <clears throat> just to be a pain here that does not mean you have to read it from the king james in a kingly manner and stand up and recite sort of like that's not what you're talking about in that no. way i'm talking about in with the attitude that you have for example <clears throat> you must go to scripture with humility mm. humility is the realization in in confronting scripture that you yourself have need of God to lead you, you know, um, search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is in me any wicked way and lead me in the way everlasting. You know, let the words of my mouth mm -hmm. and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So with, with the attitude of, Lord, I need your help. I need your correction. I need your mm -hmm. influence. You know, that's a humble attitude, a submissive attitude when you go to scripture. So this goes, like you said, it goes beyond the, we should read our Bible. That is true, but maybe getting into that, what is our method? What is our desired goal? Yeah. Uh, if we're, if we're just going, oh, I've got to get my reading done today. I need to do 15 minutes or I need to read a chapter and you just sit down and hurry through it really quick. That's probably not going to help spiritual growth. No. I mean, it's not. It's not going to hurt spiritual growth. Yeah. But, but you're not really pursuing personal spirituality. Yeah. Because what you're reading is not personal to you. It has to be read with submission in mind. It has to be read with a view toward, I need God to change me. Mm -hmm. How does the message of this text seek to change my inward being, my inward thoughts, my heart, Yeah, you know? And so you're going to it um, with um, humility, with submission, with repentance, with hopefulness, with um, a desire to be what the Lord wants you to be. Mm -hmm. See, these are so, conditions of the heart. So this may go to... Uh, kind of what started some of this discussion for us, and this would apply to several things that we could discuss, but taking it with reading our Bible, is there something to the old practice of having a special set-apart place or practice, whether that's, you know, on a daily basis or at a certain time or in a certain way, you know, maybe it's even with the certain Bible in your hand, like, there's, yeah. is there something to having not a rote practice, but a standard practice that kind of helps you ensure you're insane. You're talking about the basic discipline that gets us to where we actually can do these things. Mm. So you're saying, you know, if we have a discipline of a certain place and time that we've set aside to go and, and read and study, at least we have a quiet place to do that. Mm. Uh, one of the things that, that is important, I think is to, to draw close to God 
God must have our attention. And if there are multiple distractions mm -hmm. in our environment, we can't give God our full attention. Yeah. So if we have a certain place, if we have a quiet place, it might be um, listening to scripture while you're taking a walk by yourself. It might be sitting out somewhere under a tree by yourself and and reading. It might be, you know, in a quiet room when the doors are closed in a early in the morning, it might be somewhere else, but <clears throat> whatever it is, mm -hmm. it has to be a place where you decide to give your full attention, mm. yeah. your heart spiritually, your mind, your thoughts to God for a little, a little bit. So this is the, <clears throat> the real goal or forward momentum of personal spiritual growth. It's going to have some intentionality to it. Oh, very much so. Like, like not to say that you can't go, oh, I've got five minutes. I'm going to read the Bible for five minutes and make use of that time. But if you say, this is what I'm going to commit to, you're more likely to have that focused attention. Maybe, but as a younger man, I often read my Bible for long periods of time. And I did take spiritual messages from it because I wanted to do right. But mm. I studied academically a lot. <clears throat> And I learned things, I learned facts and words and connections and so forth. But I did it with goals of preparing lessons and finishing things and right. doing things. And my goal was really not as much what I've described as an intense desire to be mm. myself more like God wants me to be and to hear what God says to me. What do I need to change? See, that mm -hmm. wasn't the primary goal I had in yeah. my life. So again, not that learning and practicing or preparing is going to come back bad. It's not bad, but there, it, there, there is a difference, a very great difference between desiring to go grow closer to God versus just studying for a purpose. Sort yeah, of. Yeah, and you and I both know a lot of preachers, and I know that there are a lot of preachers, much less everybody else, who really struggle with their own personal spirituality mm -hmm. because they're so busy trying to, you know, get all the stuff ready and teach all the lessons they need to teach and everything. And, yeah. and it's such a schedule that, that, you know, they often neglect their own personal yeah. spirituality and, you know, take heed to yourself, said Paul to Timothy. Yeah. And to your teaching. <clears throat> take heed to yourself mm -hmm. and to your teaching. Mm-hmm. And doing this, you will save not only yourself, but those that hear you. Um, so, yes, you've got to start out by reading the Bible. You have to have a basic understanding of the Bible. But as you process what you've read and you say to yourself, okay, this is the real nut message here of what I've read now. And then you swallow that yourself and you say, okay, what does this say to me? You know, lay not up treasures upon the earth where moth and rust corrupt. What is that telling me personally about my life and my priorities? Yeah. Um, where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. Mm. Where's my heart? Where's the personal conviction that comes from yeah. reading? Um, I think in, in some of the Old Testament scriptures, you know, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate. Uh-huh day and night. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation. Uh, that's a word we struggle with because 
meditation isn't something we talk about on a regular basis outside of oh, oh. yes outside no. of some new age practices no meditation say. is reflection meditation is is deep cogitation thinking about things deeply um, rolling them around thinking about your own life and your own the real application of this and what it would cost and all you know all mm -hmm. around you're meditating on the implications of what you're reading and 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 never without personal application see that's the okay thing. now that's not like reading yourself into the bible like we're not trying to make the bible about me but we're trying to figure out what god was saying to all of his people and how it applies to me correct yeah but in this spiritual personal pursuit you're really <clears throat> whatever the message of the passage or the book you're reading mm -hmm. you did you digest that message for example i'm preparing a seminar on luke acts i'm going to be teaching in october big big book luke acts mm -hmm. and you look at some of the fundamental messages of that book well you know son of man came to seek and save the lost that includes the prostitutes tax collectors sinners soldiers yeah. gentiles eunuchs you know yeah. the whole on and on yeah and if that is such a such a fundamental message what about me am i actually seeing those different kinds of people and and trying to connect and mm. doing something uh, luke you know, mentions a lot about the rich and the poor and the rich fool and, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, Jesus said this to those who trust in riches and, and, uh, you know, so is every man that is rich for himself, but not toward God, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it makes you really reflect on what yeah. your priorities are and you take those messages personally. Right. That's where it becomes a matter of, of spiritual growth because then you're looking for the ways that your life can change in light of that message right and one of the one of the things that really is helpful personally for me i think it would be for other people and don't misunderstand this i'm not talking necessarily about memorizing long passages of scripture but scripture memorization in small chunks especially when you're reading your bible and you are impacted greatly by a passage of scripture it really it really says something you know concrete and mm -hmm. very convicting to you yeah so you commit that to memory and then it pops up in your head you mm -hmm. know from time to time and yeah. you you are you are again convicted by it and so <clears throat> you know you may be you know, getting into some territory you shouldn't be, and that comes to your head. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord. You know, I'm, you may be getting into a situation where you're tempted to say things you shouldn't say. Well, then let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may mm. know how to answer each one. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for building other people up. Yeah. You know, those things come into your head, Again, they're not the academic, oh, I've stored away another book, chapter, verse. It's, right. This is the person I'm going to be in light of who God has made me, what he's called right. me to, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. There's all this bitterness coming out of people and people are arguing with each other. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil 
yeah. with good, you know? And so this stuff just stays in your head and it keeps convicting your heart. The psalmist said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Notice how personal that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I might not sin against yeah. you. And so there, there in all encompasses that idea of meditation. It's not just an empty, clear your mind and let go of things. It's focus on something and towards something. Yes, and and it's like when you're reading your Bible, if it's going to be for personal spiritual growth, and I can see we may have to do two or three programs like this, but <clears throat> if you're reading your Bible, there there may be something you come to mm-hmm. that really convicts you. It's that thing mm. that you should commit to memory yeah, and that should keep working its power on you because um, I'm not talking about a randomness that doesn't consider the context of Scripture. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about when you really hit a nut somewhere that is really, really important, just grab hold of that thing and memorize it and, like, put little things up on your mirror, you know, where Mm -hmm. you can look each day and you see some of those words and they can remind you again how to, yeah. you know, go through that day. So so it's, if we were to really drill down and kind of put that in, in a scenario, it's you have decided I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to study God's word and you start reading through it and you happen upon, let's say you're really struggling, you know, with, with some relationship in your life, you know, especially in forgiveness. That's a, that's one lots of people struggle with, no matter how long mm-hmm. you've dealt with it. You think you've got it under control, and then you have that one relationship sort of thing. So you're reading through, and Jesus says something about forgiving, and for whatever reason, that just really grabs you. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of pushing through and going, well, I've got to finish the rest of my chapter or whatever, you circle back and you read what led up to that. Or you, you, and, you circle that passage and, and you memorize it. Yeah, and you kind of stick there for couple of days, couple of weeks, whatever, yeah. you add it to your prayers, you add it to Pray your thoughts. It. Yeah. You know, like you were saying, maybe you write it out on your family message board or on your mirror or mm-hmm. whatever, but you really let that one sink in because something about it spoke to a spiritual need you had. Right. And you went there. See, this is another key. This will happen in reading your Bible sometimes in spite of, but if you, if you go there, yeah, looking for it to happen. Mm-hmm. It's much more likely to happen and more consistently to happen. We find what we're looking for. And mm-hmm. so what we're talking about is is a an approach to Scripture uh, and to daily meditation. I'm talking different. I'm talking about your devotional time, your personal time, yeah. not your preparation for sermon time, yeah. your, your personal time. So now we can get into the, the more you know the general feel of the Bible and kind of what makes things up. Let's say you know you're struggling with, fill in the blank. Okay, mm-hmm. I know that, man, they talk about that in Colossians, or they talk about that in Galatians, or man, Jesus really talks about that in chapter 5 of the Sermon on the Mount. I'm just going to stay in Matthew chapter 5 for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that element, but is there anything... I guess this is the moment where you go, is there anything wrong with going to someone and say, hey, do you have a passage? Do you have a 
you know, section of scripture that would benefit me right now. Not at all. Um, often when I'm talking to people that have certain discouragements or problems in their life, I'll suggest a psalm or two or three that mm. would really be a blessing to them to read and meditate on. Um, there's nothing at all wrong with that. But one thing I wanted to bring out in this that we have a little bit, but pursuit of personal spirituality is a pursuit. Mm -hmm. Make every effort yeah. to add to your faith moral excellence and to your moral excellence knowledge, etc. Make every effort. Yeah. See, that shows that there is a person who has decided to pursue not just the Bible, but the God behind the Bible mm -hmm. and has decided to seek a deeper relationship with God and put effort yeah. into that. And this is not saying that we're eliminating the Holy Spirit's work in this process. No, the Holy Spirit is going to work when we continue to open the door for him mm. to get in there. But our attitude can be a barrier to his work. Yeah. Our outlook, our lack of submission, our lack of a penitent heart, those are all walls yeah. that keep him out. And so if we break down those walls and we're really open when we come to the scriptures, our spiritual progress mm -hmm. will be much more than if, it, if we have those up. We don't realize we have those walls up right. many times. We're so busy with our own stuff. We're so distracted. We won't get undistracted and humble ourselves <laughs> to let God in. Yeah. And I think that I wanted to bring that out because sometimes we can almost fall into the trap of, I was so clever to find that today. You know, yeah. wasn't, I, wasn't it so awesome that I knew where to go when in actuality, if we've done the work, the effort of tearing down some of those barriers, that's the, when the Holy Spirit is building in. Right. As so he's going. You're talking like I, I thought a lot when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've realized at times, hey, you're, te you're teaching everybody else, but you're not teaching yourself mm -hmm. well enough. Do you really want to be real with God? Do you really want to have a personal yeah. walk with God? Is it going to be genuine? Yeah. You know, and if it is... Do I really want to grow closer to him each day? Yeah, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not just in the knowledge, but in the grace mm -hmm. and knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, the whole, it's not all on him. <clears throat> like, I've got my part to play, but... Right. Well, another thing is, and how I don't know how long we've gone. We probably need to cut this one off. I was going to say, quick. we may spend all of our time talking about the Word today, and we can dive into, like, prayer and stuff and other stuff. That's what we'll do. Yeah. Um. Now I kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, oh, yes, I know what I was going to say. Um, another part of this pursuit of the Word, which I think we, we miss, there's an experiential part of this as well. Mm. Um, the heart, the attitude, the penitent heart, the submissious, submission of the heart, all this stuff comes into play. But... To really get closer to God, the word must be lived. So I've learned this from my meditations, and I'm convicted by it. Mm -hmm. Now when I do it, yeah. I'm experiencing God in the doing. Yeah. 
um, you know, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Dwell with your wives in an understanding way. Well, when I do that, or if I do that, um, you know, really bring your children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. When I try to do that in practice, yeah, I feel how it feels. I feel good about doing it. I see some the good fruits of doing it. Um, when I actually work at forgiving and forgive, mm-hmm. when I actually speak kindly and and do those things, then I experience God flowing through me in those actions which I learned from the Word, mm-hmm. and I'm drawn closer to God, not just by thinking about it, but by doing it. Right. So you have to get there to the meditation of the word. You have to let it convict you. But then you have to follow through to the doing. And in the doing, mm-hmm. you experience a closer walk with God. Mm-hmm. So that's part of a package. Yeah. It's almost how much of getting out and doing it, like breaking out of the meditative, I'm thinking about it in my head, is is a courageous step because so often we talk about living the way of Christ is going to be countercultural. Living the way of Christ is going to be mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost, we've now gotten to, look, we understand the truth of this. We feel good about it. We appreciate how it makes us feel or what we understand. But then taking the next step to trust that God's strength is going to get us through, that it actually is profitable, you know, to live the way he's, I guess there, there's that element of we are then putting full trust in what we have meditated on when we put it into action. Exactly. And others will see that, but the important thing is, do I see it? Right. Do I see it in my life? Am I experiencing it? And can I look at myself in the mirror and say, Mm. I truly am trying to get closer to God. And do I keep doing that with honesty? Mm-hmm. And not making excuses for what I know but don't do. So yeah, this is this is what we're talking about is not how you can know more scripture, which is a good thing by the way. But still, mm-hmm. it's not how you can do that. It's how you can pursue personal spirituality, which means a real, personal, authentic relationship with God on God's terms. That's that's yeah. really what we're talking about. And so much of it is mindset big time. But there are some physical things we can do along the way to help. Yeah. Quiet place, quiet time, focused attention, focused attention, real focused attention for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. is way more valuable than two or three hours of flitting here and there, you know. (laughs) Okay. And I think maybe, maybe we'll get into this some more later, but, um, how much of this is something that the church as a body, as an organization, whatever, the local congregation, how much of this is something that we should be helping, not not doing for, but how much of this is something we should be helping the individuals in the care of the local congregation accomplish? We should definitely do this, but frankly, we can't help anybody do it unless we're doing it ourselves. Ooh, okay. So let's say we start helping ourselves do it. You know, I mean, just... Then we mentor some other people to help them do it, and we mentor some other people. Mm. But, um, 
you know. So it's more discipleship than programming. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. I think that's a good place to stop. I think it is. We'll, maybe we'll have part two next time. Maybe that'll get some wheels turning, some comments in there. We'll think some more and probably come back to discuss probably prayer in more depth the next yeah. time. We'll talk about prayer. Okay. We'll see where else we go from there. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for your time, Dan. See y'all next time.